Hello and welcome to this week's micro lesson, which is a short thought-provoking nudge for your mindset and career between main episodes of the show. Thanks so much for everyone that shared the Sustainable Leadership podcast last week with their peers and networks. It's been really well received and thanks to your reviews and five-star ratings, we've climbed up the charts into the top 50 of the Czech Republic, Lithuania and China. So massive thank you. I wanted to let you know that I'm hosting a free leadership challenge using our content in the next couple of weeks. It's all aimed at trying to boost your leadership impact, your resilience, your communication skills and your decision making ahead of a busy 2022. It's completely free and you'll be able to join hundreds of ambitious leaders from around the world on a free webinar where I'll be showcasing some key strategies from our research to boost your personal and team impact. So if you click on the link in the show notes below, you'll be able to register and I'll see you inside. So if last week's major event was the COP26 Environmental Summit in Glasgow, this week's shared global experience is Black Friday. The term looks to have its origins in Philadelphia in the United States during the 1960s. It was used to describe the massive public congestion and traffic issues which came about in the city the day after Thanksgiving, as the shops kicked off their Christmas promotions. In more recent times, it's been a largely online phenomenon. This is largely due to the pandemic, with Retail Next analysis reporting a 48% drop in high street footfall in 2020, and Adobe highlighting an uplift of 22% from the previous year to a staggering $9 billion dollars of spending. So this day has reached fever pitch with everyone being enticed into these bargain basement deals. 50% off this or 60% off that. It sounds amazing value if you really need the products but if you don't you've just wasted money on cheap stuff that you won't use. Well you might be wondering where I'm going with this. I can hear that voice in your head saying well I've been spying loads of Christmas presents and I can get them cheap on Black Friday. So what's the problem, Ebenezer Snape? Well, I suppose I just wanted to raise awareness of this Pavlovian conditioning that we've all fallen for and to put an impulse breaker between the bell and the saliva, between the discount and the automatic purchase. I'm really interested in positive psychology and the studies around what makes people happy. When we're asked how we define success and happiness, many people talk about freedom and choices and relationships and shared experiences. Those are the kind of things we reflect on. But the commercial engine that drives the social media platforms that many of us are addicted to are all about making us feel unhappy, unsatisfied and inadequate. We have to remember that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok are all free. And there's that great line in the 2020 film, The Social Dilemma, which states, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And all of our data around what kind of goods and services we like that get our attention, they come back to haunt us before Black Friday and in the run up to Christmas, when these mouth-watering deals are served up into our social feeds, tailored to the interest we have, and happiness seems to be just one click away. The insinuation and trap is, look at these beautiful, successful people. They're better than you because they have, insert product name, 
And if you buy this, insert product name, you could be successful too. Click here for a 50% discount. It's only available today. And we click without thinking. But does more stuff on Black Friday really make us happier? One of the experts we've interviewed for our research in the science of motivation and the future of the workplace is futurist James Wallman. And he shares a great insight which comes from his book Stuffocation, which encourages to break this habit of buying more and more stuff. We've had enough of stuff now. We're at this point as a culture of had enough of stuff because things have become incredibly cheap, uh, because we, uh, we have millennia of teaching that says, see food, eat food, see stuff, get stuff. Because it used to be scarce. Food used to be scarce until the magic of the, uh, you know, the last 50 years or so. All of a sudden we have calorific abundance, we get the obesity epidemic. All of a sudden we have a time when clothes, sh uh, shoes, uh, consumer goods have become incredibly cheap. The Chinese are producing them incredibly cheaply. Plastic goods, you can walk into Primark and buy a pair of jeans for eight pounds, 10 pounds. Whereas they used to cost a lot more money. And as a result of this, and a result of the fact that we've got this major problem with the health of the planet, you know, the problem with all this stuff, it's bad for the planet, it's bad for people. We used to think it would make us happier, now it's not making us as happy, it's making us anxious, stressed and depressed in record numbers. There are three steps you can take to get on board with this idea of, of stuffocation and de-stuffocating, and I think they will help you on a personal basis, solve your own personal sense of anxiety and stress, and they will help the planet and they will help society at large. The three steps are quite simple. First is de-stuffocate. Go through your home, your car, your wardrobe, your life, and just check out those things. Those things that, that bring you joy, those things that are really useful to you, those books that you just love, or that book you're about to read, or that pair of shoes that make you feel really good. Keep the stuff you love. But if you don't love it, if you just like it, get rid of that stuff. Because what's the point in putting on clothes that you feel okay in? What's the point in having things that make you feel okay? Get rid of that stuff, keep the stuff you love, but de-stuffocate. Step two is don't re-stuffocate. And what I mean by that, and it's so easy, you know when you, you do a clear out and you feel really good. You think, wow, look at all this stuff I've got rid of. I feel good, I deserve something, I should reward myself. Oh, I'll go shopping, I'll buy something. And especially if you go past, you know, you go past your favorite store, it says 70% off. It's very hard not to go into that store. The problem is if you do that, you'll just be back at square one again. You'll end up with a home and a life full of stuff. You need to shift your allegiance and your belief that the best place to find happiness, identity, status, and meaning is in things. You have to shift away from that and realize the best place to find happiness, identity, and status, and meaning is in experiences instead. Step three, and this is the life-changing part, is to, to spend the same amount you would normally spend in a month. And spend it all, it's really important to do that. And have nothing physical, nothing tangible to show at the end of the month. And if you do that, you'll be happy, you'll have more identity, you'll have a greater um, sense of status, and you'll have a greater sense of um, meaning in life as well. Those are the three steps. Get rid of stuff, don't buy any more stuff, get out there and have experiences. So that's a refreshing and liberating perspective, despite the thousands of behavioural psychologists and sales experts who are coercing us with flashing lights to stop us scrolling and low, low prices. We can choose to block Friday's spell. 
if we really want that piece of expensive tech or those clothes on offer on Black Friday, fair enough. But James's point is more stuff won't make us happier. It just reinforces the fact we need to show off shiny things to be accepted. And once our latest purchase has lost its shine, we'll be craving the next one in a downward spiral of reducing satisfaction. Making this stance to block Friday's flurry of random purchases could have a positive impact on our mental health and boost the health of the planet as we signal lower global demand for the stuff and the factory production slows down, leading to less pollution. I love the idea of giving experiences as gifts and maybe supporting local businesses in our community that have been struggling over the last few years. Maybe it's a family restaurant or a local hotel or a voucher for a theatre or some kind of course or hobby. These experiences will last a lifetime. So I'm going to employ James Wallman's three steps to declutter, avoid recluttering and then to redirect my cash towards experiences. It'll be an interesting experiment to run, but I expect the extra space in my cupboards and wardrobe to deliver extra calmness and headspace. I hope you enjoyed James's message. Do send me any tempting offers for plastic crap that I don't need on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. I definitely need practice in my blocking technique. And if I can help your company with any inspirational keynotes or leadership workshops to give you a fast start in the new year, then drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com. And you can also use that address to send me a question that you might want featured on a future podcast episode. I can't wait to welcome you into our five-day leadership challenge. You're going to love the strategies to build resilience, improve your communication and your impact. So make sure you click on the link below in the show notes. And I really look forward to supporting you. That's it for today. So until next time, spend your time and money wisely. And we'll see you soon.